From downtown, this is Tim Kitsa from NBHM, and you're listening to Nintendo Main Podcast. Boom shakalaka! episode what this is not an episode number this is our bonus holiday episode this exists in the interstitial solstice region of the universe yeah where we try to keep it not so topical where we're just going to talk about stuff but if you you probably recognize our voices but i'm trey jeremy and john are here but but we have a special guest this week we sure do it's me jess jess is here welcome back jess thank you so nice to be here to talk about and who this. knows it's a special holiday episode someone else might pop in at some point there might be a full house as fluffy well subject that comes that comes in uh, that's a christmas special without special guests right true. totally exactly you need john stamos to walk in with his hair quaffed back <laughs> we need a uh, lawrence fishburne i don't need that I'd, I'd much rather have lawrence fishburne yeah that'd be a good one yeah so uh what we were going to do is we were going to talk about our favorite snow levels because I think we did that once, and it was like our third episode. So uh, if you can go back that far, listen to it, and see how bad it is. Because it, <laughs> it was recorded in a living room through a shotgun mic like for two people, and I'm sure it sounds terrible. But I don't even remember what we talked about on that, so we're just going to revisit that again. I think it was our again. favorite snow levels. Maybe. Uh, it was, but I mean, I don't know which ones in particular we talked about. I will definitely be repeating at least one. Yeah, I probably will too, I'm sure. But I did get this I mean, just to see what kind of crossover we'll have here if we have any repeats. Between us. I do have this gift here from John, so I'm just going to use use this this time here to open it. So, so Other side. I'm cool. supposed to Other have side. two things, right? Other side's easy. You're supposed to have two. Yeah, Jeremy has two. Oh, Jeremy I has some, too. So we'll, one we, says we it's from it. Imhoff. The other one says it's from... Imhoff? Arius. That's that's one of our biggest listeners. I'm glad they mm. sent you something. Uh, mine's from... Uh, John. I'm not, I'm not They're from it. John. Just open the box. Yeah. Anyway, I'm going to open this from the other side. Oh, wait, I shouldn't dox myself. Just so so I can do it now and don't have to wait any longer. I think it's from a, a different country. That's what it looked like it said on the top there. So, excited. Maybe. Are, are these fireworks? Cause, uh, I hope so. Smell it. Be dangerous. It's like not fireworks. Sulfur. It's wrapped Let it on fire and see what happens. It's wrapped very well. Although, if this winter storm hits and the power goes out, fireworks might be... Yeah. The only mm. thing that'll keep us alive. I was hoping that yeah. the winter storm had hit already, so we'd be more in the mood for snow levels, because it would already be a snow level outside. Alack. But it hasn't it hasn't got there yet. At least we still have internet. We are civilized, after all. Yeah. Hey, there's a note in here. Thank you for your purchase. We hope to see you again. If you look for any item, or if you have any questions, please feel free to contact us. It would be appreciated if you could leave us a positive feedback for the service we provided. Thank you so much. There's little like origami things in here. I will say they were very polite in their communications. That doesn't surprise me. Well, I think you like I said, if you ordered it from Japan. Oh yeah, there's two little paper cranes in they here always, for good luck. They always send you little like trinkets Cute. and stuff, like extra stuff. Yeah, little trinkets. 
I got an elephant keychain from um, it's, when I ordered earrings from Thailand through Etsy. Oh, nice. It's wrapped very it's well. It's a cool keychain. It's wrapped very well. There's a lot of uh, a lot of bubble wrap in here. Lots of, lots of tape, too. I like how they taped over the sides so you don't have to, like, pick it up. It's very very considerate. This wrapping is Tape is good. But they, like... Whoever invented tape really hold the worlds together. They they <laughs> folded it over, though, so you don't have to pick it up with pick it with your nails. That's so yeah. nice. Yeah. Grandma would we really that. we really get into the details here on the. I don't think anybody's ever podcast. taped anything like that. This is I don't even know what this is. I got these cranes for you. Whoa. Maybe it's a new kind of tape that was invented recently. No, this gift is wrapped very very well. I must say it's amazing. Is it better? Yes. It's a book. I thought maybe it was a book. It's, it was hidden. It's been hidden by so under so many layers. It's like an onion. Ooh. Oh, is it a manga? So it's like a Japanese uh, Super Metroid strategy guide. It is. Oh, sweet! It's all in. It's Isn't all that cool. Oh my god, it's so cool! It's all in black and white here for anybody who's for like the five people who watch the Patreon. You're probably feed. reading it backwards. It's me. Here, here you go. <laughs> it looks like a choose your own adventure book. Oh, there's some yeah, color. Yeah, really some fascinating. Color stuff in the back. It's super cool. There's some color stuff. In I super can't Metroid. wait to watch the video and see it because I can't see it now. There's some color stuff in the back too. Ooh, they have coloring. But it's only like in the very back. No, very cool. Thank you, John. No. No. You're welcome. Here you go. Alrighty. Look at it. Oh. Yeah, All right. So Jeremy opened the heavier one first. Okay. Here, here are the beautiful um, the origami cranes. Origami cool. cranes that came with. All right. It. I'm gonna open up the heavier one. This one feels heavier. It's I mean, nice. noticeably heavier than the other. Oh man. This is so cool. That's another one. There's more color in it. It's another envelope. Oh, there is. Mm-hmm. Envelopes and envelopes. I was going for a theme of very well wrapped packaging between your gifts. <laughs> That's why you ordered it's it like all from Japan. The it's Russian really dolls well wrap the fuck out of things. Packaging. Super I really cool. like to get the sound in here. Ooh. It's got whole maps, big maps. Whoa. This is awesome. Oh, yeah, it's like drawn too. Oh, that's like it has And there's something special about this. Oh, I have that. Nintendo I, Power. I have that Nintendo Power. What is it? That is the issue that features Dino Wars. Oh, what? John, that's so Are you sweet. Me? Oh, that's nice. Holy mm-hmm. fuck, that's so nice. Where is it? I don't believe you. <laughs> Check the table of contents. Here, put this somewhere that, that's, safe. How you, that's how you find what's in there. And put this somewhere where Nuki won't need it. They put, oh, page 64. Man, that's back when magazines had real, had real pages. Amounts of pages and not just pictures. Very cool. Put this Whoa, check it out, dogs. I'll put this somewhere That's nice. Awesome. Cool, huh? That's really That's thoughtful, really... John. Supposedly that uh Thank you. wasn't um it's super I... cool. There's Professor Proteus hanging out in the dino head. I, th- I think I heard that there was something extra about that issue too, because didn't like Jack Nicholson like not approve his uh, likeness on the cover? I didn't hear about that. I heard about that, yeah. So that so it's a, that was another thing that it was kind of uh a little uh extra. But uh, yeah, I have that There's one. There's also it's sixteen pages of text. On the wall tips, over right so... right over here. I might need to look that shit over. But I heard there was, yeah, there was some controversy with that. You got to hide it from Shauna so she doesn't beat your ass. I mean, they, they made, <laughs> he made like, now I get it. I thought you like should $10 million she's dollars from it. No, she's just going to beat you with Tetris. She's just going to roll this magazine up and start beating the shit out of me. No, thanks, John. This is awesome. I think, uh, I never had my own Nintendo power other than, well, when I bought, I guess I had some back in the, when they offered the uh, free Zelda game or whatever. I got like a year's worth of issues, but it was nothing. Oh, right. Yeah. This is like the. Oh, for the, the vintage one. For yeah. The, for I the GameCube game. It says it's from January, February, 1990. So this is when I was seven years old. 
you know, looks I like was, it's in pretty good condition. It's hard to it's tell from the eBay listings, but mm. it looks it good. Has the, like, yeah, it looks yeah. like it's in good shape. Looks good from here, well, from what I can see. It has all the like promotional, like extra, like cards to get you to. Oh, that's nice. cool. Yeah, join the different stuff. I always and wanted to win. Usually, like, a, yeah, win that contest, you would get so many games. A centerfold kind of thing. One of them was like you'd get like fifty games or something like that. I was like, so check out the second gift, Jeremy. Oh, here it is. I'm trying to figure out where the poster is. Oh, oh yeah, what's what's the what's the fold out? And before you take that out, check out the second gift. Oh, okay. Please do not bend. Sorry, I showed the address again. God damn it. Man, these sellers really care about their packaging. That's good. I'm trying not to bend my body at all. I'll put this. Stop it, knees. I was very impressed by all the once again. Thank you for supporting this. Small business. Psalms thirty four eight. Happy face. We all know oh, that nice. verse says something about a lot of our life. Cool. All right, let's do this. It says something about, please be sure to give our shop four stars. I'm sure the Psalms are cool. They got There's some cool shit in there. I bet, I bet you that's one of the good ones. Was it Psalms 34, 8? Thou, thou shalt review, yeah. review thy sender of things. Right. <laughs> thou shalt subscribe using Amazon for the free. Or whatever. Thou, thou shalt uh, visit patreon.com slash. Oh my goodness, this is a a really... It's, oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. Blessed is the man who takes refuge in him. Okay, yeah, that's cool. What's uh, what's the thing you have over there? Trying to get open still. Oh, okay. (laughs) Here we go, here we go, here we go. Can't see it. Well, I haven't gotten it open. It is... Okay, 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 okay. I get it now. There it is, Dino Wars. Yeah, that's the centerfold poster, so you don't have to rip it out of the magazine. Oh my gosh! It's a fold oh, out one. John wins yep. Christmas. Looks cool. Yeah, you found all the. Oh yeah, and there's maps and stuff right on the here back instead of the Star Trek shit. Hey, Star, Star Trek, Trek is still is cool. You can. I mean, you can move nope, your. Uh, it, it sucks now because this. No. Nope. You can move your uh, your uh, chickens up, and it can be there. Be where your chickens were. That's awesome. Thank you, John. You're welcome. Your uh, your uh, knowledge of or your um. Amount of spondylus things has risen. I know. I really am like probably approaching the top of the whole galaxy. I would imagine. <laughs> I think you have all the Dino Wars merchandise that, that exists. <laughs> yeah. I actually own two copies of the game. There's probably not. The yeah, there's probably not a whole lot past the with game. the manual. This is awesome. Thank you. You're welcome. Yeah, I was going for a theme of favorite games. Oh, cool. Thank you. But you definitely succeeded with this one. Very cool. I don't think anybody else has any game. Uh, any other packages to open, right? No. I just have my notes about snow. Jeremy, yeah, John's stuff is still. I call him the snow. Still MIA. I got my <laughs> notes ready. It's still MIA, so hopefully it'll get there someday. Trey told me about this when I was already kind of tipsy and I got really excited and then I made a bunch of notes. And oh, today cool. I had to try and read them <laughs> to figure out what the fuck I was talking about. So that was fun. But that was fun. Do you? Is there some sort of like rhyme or reason to them, or are they just kind of like as you were thinking, you just kind of? They're yeah, they're literally stream of consciousness. That's the best notes.
since we since we did our we did our gift opening there, so we can jump into the snow levels. And since you are a guest, why don't you start? Be our guest, and just uh, just talk about one, and then we'll just like you know okay. we'll, we'll just go in circles and all right, cool. Talk about different ones. I'm gonna start with my favorite note. This note says, "Mari World bonus level is ice." <laughs> so agreed. <laughs> yep. So that's about Super Mario World. Um, and uh, turns out that level is called Donut Secret 2. So okay. you're in the Donut Plains and you find a secret exit uh, and you end up at this little level in the upper corner of what you haven't been there yet, but it's like Bowser's Castle land. And you can't access the rest of Bowser's castle, but you could, it's the first time you get to see it. And, you know, the lightning is flashing in the background and they're, you know, he's flying around above the castle and you get the music and it's like, oh shit, what's this level going to be? And it's really short. It's a super short level, but it's all ice. And it is maybe the most frustrating level to me, maybe aside from tubular in the whole game, because it is so slippery and, you have to do a bunch of really high jumping platforming and, you know, you jump and you just skid a million miles. And I'm thankful that it's very short, but it's very hard. And I think it also has, I don't know if it's a, if it has a secret exit, but it has some kind of like hard to reach power up or something in there um, that involves jumping from a high slippery thing to a high slippery thing. And I died a lot the last time I played it. I was like, oh, I did not remember how hard this was, and I sucked at it. But it's still fun <laughs> because it's ice. Yeah, I, so it's uh, one of your favorite levels. It's um, you know, it's one of my mo all these are really memorable. I don't know if I love snow levels in general. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe you're more forgiving when you're tipsy. You're like, eh, uh, but I did, I do feel nostalgic <laughs> about it. You know, I mean, of course, I feel nostalgic about playing Super Mario World, or I've got other. You know, everything on here makes me feel warm and fuzzy inside. And snow does generally make me happy. But this level is just hard. So does anybody remember this one? I know what you're talking Was about. Was this the one where you're underground? You're underground, yeah. And it starts with you can shoot a turtle shell into a block. And it's like the coin snake mm -hmm. goes, mm -hmm. you know, you can you you change the direction of the coins with the arrow with the d-pad and then you have to find a you know a p block and you can jump up and i think it, you get a star or something I don't, I don't think it's actually a very good i don't think it's actually worth your time but you don't know that as a kid without a strategy guide so you spend a lot of time doing it and dying and slipping on the ice i think that it's one of those cases where because there's several levels like this in mario world where if you're still like invincible when you hit certain blocks, you'll get another star. So I think you can kind of like, if you do it right, you can run through the level by doing that. I think. Oh, I don't. Maybe so. It might be. I know exactly what you mean. I know that type of level. Um, and maybe this is one. I I don't know. It. I can tell you what. And I never did that. Never worked out for me. <laughs> no, no, it's too slippery. I remember that level just because it's the first time you get to see, like you're saying, it's the first time you get to see Bowser's castle, right? Yeah. And that and that was really memorable to me because Absolutely. you saw it in the background and it does the music and it does yep. the... Burr, burr, burr.
and it has like the mm-hmm. the thunder like crashing and yeah i remember that because yeah it was the first time i ever saw the the, the yeah it's your first Bowser. glimpse of it yeah. so it's pretty scary and you and see you, the little you know clou- you can only go kind of moving around in the background exactly you can really only cool. go like to the level and then away from the level but you know you definitely try to like push a bunch of buttons to see if you can get over there yeah I remember it in that much, but I don't remember the actual level. But I do remember seeing the castle for the first time in yeah, the background. And it's I'm hard. like, oh, can you go it there? Sucks. But no, you can't. It, I think it lets you, like, ostensibly, if you wanted to, I think you could skip one level of Donut Plains by doing it. Because it, it, like, you know, you go down a pipe and it shoots you out another pipe. And I don't I don't think you miss that many levels. It's not really, like, a shortcut, you know? or any. And plus, I want to play all the levels anyway, so... Mm-hmm. I'm going to go back and play those ones that are behind me. Of course. Did you want to go next, Jeremy? Oh, sure. Okay. I'm going to stay within the same universe, and I for sure am repeating something I talked about in um, uh, our previous episode. But yeah, you're going to have to go way back to find this and deal with the recording quality and all that. And <laughs> Also, we were just we're a lot less mature back then. I mean, we've grown as people, so it's probably a lot. It's probably cringy. You might enjoy the brevity of it, because I think it was less than an hour long, so. Yeah, that's before we uh, learn how to extend our thoughts. Anyway, um, yeah, same universe, uh, but you you meet the guy, and then he got his own game, uh, Yoshi's Island on the Super Nintendo. Just for me, this was one of the most memorable snow levels ever. It's it's all of World 5, really, like the first half of World 5. And I kind of like how um, in Yoshi's Island, it's very similar to Mario 3, where in World 5, I think it's World 5, where you start out on the ground and then you go up into the sky for the second half yeah that is so yeah it kind of does the same thing here um but more you know thematically because you're not you're not actually moving through you're you have like a little eight point eight squares you move through you know you're not you're not it's not as dynamic of a map in yoshi's island but um you are kind of like literally moving up in um elevation and so it starts out really snowy and then you work your way up and eventually you're all the way up on the moon fighting the uh fighting that raven oh yeah uh, i remember that boss but this was what 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 sticks with me about this is that we had an actual snow day from school and uh, i borrowed this game from a friend so you know we couldn't really afford to buy games when they first came out usually maybe for christmas or something occasionally we'd get a new game but for the most part you know we were waiting a few months until they went on sale which is smart you know why pay all this money when you can get it for like 20 bucks later but uh, we knew we'd want this game eventually. And then my friend that I uh, went to school with one day, you know, I'd borrowed other. He's actually the same person I borrowed Chrono Trigger and uh, Final Fantasy three from. So good person. Um, so he loaned me this and we had a snow day like a day or two after I borrowed it. And I just remember sitting there and being like, I don't have to go to school. I've got the newest Mario game. I'm still thinking of it as a Mario game back then. And uh, and it's a snow level. How cool! That's I, pretty I, exciting to get was, to play and, a snow snow level in the snow. And the snow levels are super cute and novel in, the, in Yoshi's Island. Like the very first one is just called Blizzard with like a bunch of <laughs> yeah, exclamation, exclamation points. points, right? It's Blizzard and, uh, and Lookout Storm. I believe Yoshi has a scarf at one point, but maybe I'm misremembering it. Uh, I, think it I think when he tur- when he rides his skis, because there are certain spots where you like actually like yeah, you do this like morph. Growth- yeah it's kind of a morph sprite rotation thingy you do where you where you ski down these hills and but i don't know i think using the super fx2 chip 
just had some really cool like particle effects and stuff with the snow and probably one of the best looking games on the Super Nintendo. I mean, it was very late release, so you know that makes sense. But they use that to great effect to to make the snow levels feel really like the snow was more dynamic. You know, it wasn't just slippery. Right. It was also like kind of like stick, like you were kind of sticking it when you jumped, and it was kind of like loofing all over the place. You know, you actually had like the powder of it going everywhere, and um, you wish you could like. Or yeah, you, you could like have snowballs thrown at you by monkeys and stuff. And I think they were wearing little scarves too. It's I really just, cute. I just realized that in um, Mario RPG, you do the same thing. You start on the ground in five mm-hmm. and you end up in the clouds. I didn't realize that was like a theme until mm. now. Yeah, and it has a lot. I mean, in that one, I guess they're tr- trying to get Malo back to his family or whatever. But Totes. It's the same thing. It's the ascension to the sky where you kill God, right? Yeah. <laughs> like most JRPGs. <laughs> the good ones, at least. But yeah, there's there's a lot of good snow levels in this game. I guess mainly those first three in level five, though, because that's where I was in the game when the snow level happened. And it was just, yeah, it was... Uh, that's it pretty was magical. Yeah, it was magical. And uh, I see... Let's see. This game came out in 95. This probably would have been... Yeah. It would have maybe the game had been out for a little while. I don't know because I feel like it was the following like year, like in February or March. I don't know. All I know is it was great. It could snow then. This is one that I missed as a kid. We just never, never had this game. I don't know why, but so I didn't play this until college. And uh, I, I mean, I love all the Yoshi games now, but I definitely remember this snow level uh, being pretty great. I, d- I didn't play it until after I played Yoshi's Story, actually, because I played Yoshi's Story, and I was like, this game kind of sucks. I played Yoshi's Story first mm-hmm. also. And then I played the Super Nintendo one, and I'm like, wait a second, this game's really good. Like, what's mm-hmm. what happened between the two yeah. of them here? <laughs> like, what, what was... Because uh, one You weren't I, eating the fruits right. Yeah, supposedly. Or something. Yeah, I made up my about. own game in that where I could only eat melons. I wouldn't eat any other fruit, so I made it oh. harder. There, there's some sort of... Yeah, there's some sort of something to it, I guess. I don't know, yeah. Because I played that one, and I was like, ah, oh, this one's whatever. And then I remember playing the Super Nintendo one, and I'm like, wait, this is kind of like the other one, but like much better. It's cozy. I mean, like, it would happened? make a perfect phone game now. Sure. <clears throat> Just eat some fruit, bop around. Yeah. <laughs> Instead of slicing it, you'll eat it. Well, uh, why don't I Why don't I go next so we can just like alternate between the two different, uh, doesn't matter, the, 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 sure. the two tracks that I have on the recording here. So my my number one, or what, whatever, they're, I, they're not really in any order. That was not my number one. Yeah. No, it, I didn't really put them in order. They're kind of just like, here's five that I like. So Because when I was doing all the details for number five, I'm like, you know what, that could be number one because I put a lot of details on it. Uh, so this, uh, so mine's not really... I don't know. My, I, I guess I kind of went a little like um, I was pretty loose with the snow with the levels. I guess uh, my mine was my number five is uh, is a dungeon actually, the Snow Peak Ruins dungeon from uh, Twilight Princess. If you remember, if you remember that one, that's the one. It was such a unique dungeon because uh, number one, I always I always point this out whenever I see it. Uh, this when you when you enter the place, it's a you come into the you come in through the front door of this house, and the ceiling is missing. And there's snow coming in, and there's a big pile of snow in the middle of the living room. And I was, uh, and I was mentioned it again to Jess when we watched uh, the Pinocchio movie. But uh, Guillermo del Toro loved that game so much that he put that in two game, two movies. Put it in that, and uh, what was the Crimson other one that you saw? Peak. Crimson Peak. Yeah, <laughs> that's it has that same thing where it has the house with the open with mm-hmm. open ceiling, and there's snow inside of the house or whatever. I maybe he never played Twilight Princess, but the Twilight Princess did come out way before those other two movies did. So. So there you go. But you come in there, there's snow coming in, 
and uh, you meet this like the the wife. It's like there's a married couple that lives there. There's a there's the, there's the wife who's like wearing like this big like sweater thing, and you can just kind of just see her like eyes and face, and she's she's all wrapped up and in this like very nice like room with a big fireplace and all that. And uh, and and you talk to her about this uh mirror, this mirror piece that you're trying to get, and uh, she's she's gotten sick from the from the mirror piece, and you talk to her husband, and he's trying to make like this special soup to make her better. So she'll she'll tell you about where the key is to get to the room to get the mirror, but every time she tells you where to get the key, it'll end up being an ingredient to the soup. So you you first you find like a pumpkin and then you find like cheese and there's like a fish part to it also. Of course somebody actually made this soup online. I found I found the recipe that for it last gross. night. I know it sounds disgusting, but somebody said said they made it and made it really really good. But what uh but what I loved it about the be. what I loved about the dungeon so much pumpkin aside from like the snow cheese. aside from like the snow effects to it is the fact that it never really feels like a dungeon. They kind of trick you into it being a dungeon because you just like walk in and you're talking to a person and they ask you to do a thing and then all of a sudden you're going and doing this stuff and then all of a sudden and then you get a map and you're like, "Oh, wait a second, I'm in a dungeon." And they kind of like yeah. sneak it into you and I always I always love that. I thought that was real creative about it. And I also love that you're basically you're putting together this fantastic soup to basically heal the boss. You're heal- you're healing you're healing the wife that will come that will try to kill you later after yeah. the, after that. Like uh, they they get um that's pretty cool. They they get all like uh, healthier from eating the soup, and then the wife goes with you to um to the room, and she takes a look at the mirror again, and the mirror starts like twisting her mind, and then she turns around and she has vampire fangs, and she turns into this giant uh, ice monster that you have to defeat with the ball and chain. That's the one where you get the ball and chain as well. So there's a whole lot of uh breaking like ice enemies and there's like snow wolves and like all these different things that are always that are all like placed around snow and the effects of snow and all that and yeah that was always like my i think that's probably my favorite dungeon from uh twilight princess i remember playing it whenever i played it most recently on the wii u when it was re-released on the hd version i remember actually laying in bed with with jess jess was there and i was like i'm just gonna, i live oh. here i'm like i'm just gonna play a little so- bit of this dungeon and then I remember just laying in bed and playing the entirety of it because it's just so addicting, and I just love the way it's constructed and the way everything goes in it. And I watched—I I basically watched somebody play through it, the whole thing last night, just to remind me on it, on it of what was in it. And there's a really cool part when you're fighting the boss, where the camera flips, and you actually have to look at the reflection of the ice on the ground to see where the boss is going to throw the ice pieces oh, cool. at you. So it does all this really cool stuff that has not really been done in other Zelda games. And I always, you know, always remembered it because I thought it was really cool that you built this soup to to make to basically create the monster that's going to try to fight you later, or to you know to help to, to help create the boss or whatever. Don't um, they use the reflection in a Windmaker for one of the bosses? Like when you fight the puppet Ganon, isn't there a bit of a reflection thing where you can see where he's going to call something like that? I yeah. I don't I don't know I don't remember. I mean, not on the floor I don't think, but because the floor is all wet, you're like running through water. I don't know. I mean, I don't. I mean, it could have been off a wall or something, but just it, uh, like with the camera flipped, where it like makes you look down so you can see where they're dropping the stuff mm-hmm. on you. I don't remember seeing that in other Zeldas, but I may be wrong. I'm just saying that one was, uh, it was really unique to me. I thought, and uh, yeah, I would, I want to try whatever that pumpkin soup is, even though I'm not really into pumpkins, but squash is very good. As we've, you're I feel in, like you're into pumpkins. You are. You just don't think you are. I don't like I don't like regular pumpkins, but I love like squash and spaghetti squash and all that stuff. We we ate two giant green pumpkins this year. Yeah, they like pumpkins. 
Okay. They don't, it, not, I guess not the traditional pumpkin flavor. Yeah. That's what I don't like. I feel like Twilight Princess usually gets a bad rap for being like a quote unquote, mm-hmm. like kind of mediocre Zelda game or not as creative Zelda game. But I think people are forgetting dungeons like this. You know, there's a lot of creativity in, in Twilight Princess. And, I mean, it's a huge game. It's got a lot yeah. of dungeons. And I was going to say, also watching the video, I didn't realize like how you get like a fuck ton of weapons in that game. Like they give you so much shit. You get like two claw shots and mm-hmm. just watching them just look through their weapons. It's like this huge like wheel of weapons and there's like 20 different things that you get from like, and yeah, they went a little crazy with the dungeons and it's like a hundred hours long and yeah. But I mean, I, at the time I loved it. Because you know, I thought it, Wind Waker was way too there, short, so I was like, "Hey, <laughs> you know." Are there levels or are there dungeons there that are like from concepts from, um, like supposedly yeah. Majora's Mask? Yeah. Well, suppose well they said there's there's dungeons in Twilight Princess that were un- it was stuff that was unused from Wind Waker. Is, oh, from is, Wind Waker is, is what right. I thought because that came right because they said there were dungeons they didn't use because of space or whatever, but they never put them in the Wind Waker HD re-release because they said they were used in later Zelda. So I figured they were used in Twilight Princess. I would like to watch you play that. That sounds super cool. The Snow Snow Peak Ruins? Yeah. It's very cool, yeah. And the characters are really funny. And it's and it's really cute too because after you like beat it, you don't like kill the guy's wife or anything like that. That'd be terrible. You like knock her out and then the guy comes in and he's like, "Oh my god." And he like picks her up and they like hug and then like all these hearts like come out of them and then the heart that like builds your heart, the heart piece comes from their love, which is really cute. Oh. So it's all like sweet at That's the end. It's very there. sweet. Yeah, the way it ends. So they, so they don't. You, you didn't, kill, you didn't kill the guy's wife or anything like that. They're, they're okay. Then they let you have some of that sweet soup, right? They, they hug it out. Yeah, you know, the guy gives you the soup as you make it because there's like three different, um, there's like two, three different uh, phases of it. Like so, there's like the okay soup and the all right soup, and then there's just I think the superb soup is the best one. Isn't there one where you put a pepper in it or something? So there, the soup heals like, you like as well. There's like three different. There's three different flavors. Like there you, you while find. you're making the soup, like yeah. you play part of the dungeon and then you come back and give them an ingredient. Yeah, you and can, then you, yeah, you get can, healed as well, so you can yeah. go back and you can find scoop it. Super there, cool. There's a big cauldron that the that the husband the is making, mm-hmm. and their name is like uh, here. I wrote it down. It's like Yeto and Yata. I think it's their names. And yeah, yeah, soup and yeah, soup. Yeto and yet uh, Yeto and Yeta. Mr. and Mrs. Campbell's. Yeah. But yeah, no, he's making in a big giant cauldron and you can, and there's like a step ladder and you can kind of just walk right up there and you just put one of your little bottles in there and you can just scoop however much out that you want. And you can take nice. it with you. Mm-hmm. I think you can probably come back and get more too if you want. Like it. Yeah, you'll have to show me that one. That sounds cool. Yeah. It's, I fucking can't wait for a new Zelda. Sorry, side note. All right, moving on. It's only a few months away. I can't wait. Less, less, than, a, less than a year away. <laughs> yeah. 2023, the year of Tears of the Kingdom. I mean, is it, does it have a day day? I thought it did. I thought it was like the 12th. I think it does. I mean, I'll wait till we get closer, but I thought it was the 12th. I'm taking that fucking day off. I thought it was like right. I mean, we'll. F- it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. I can figure it out. Moving on. Just, um, I'm very excited about it. I think it. it's the 12th. It's January 12th, right? May. I wish. <laughs> May 12th. <laughs> yeah. Well, May 12th is a Friday, so that would make sense. January 12th would be the day before my birthday, so that would be awesome. But yeah, I think that's. Uh, I think that's everything I wrote down for for that one. It's All very right. it's very cool though. Yeah. John, what you got? I got Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 2, the arcade game, the third level, which is called Let's Melt Snow and Rebuild New York City. This was cool because this was of course a port of the arcade game, but the bonus was that you got this extra level that was not in the arcade game. Yeah, this was is the, the extra the snow right? level. Yeah. 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 Cool. It was a big it was a big uh, uh reason to get the game and, and and I remember being on the playground, oh, did you try the snow level, the extra level and all that? So there was some buzz around this level, at least at, at my school. I remember getting to this level for the first time 
uh, I had a friend over who was spending the night and um, we woke up it was like Saturday morning and put on Teams Mutant Ninja Turtles 2 and uh, got all the way to the third level. And, and it was like a big, it was a big moment, you know, see this level for the first time. And, you know, come to, to when, I, when I went to look back at this level again, I looked up a, a video of it and um, yeah, it's, it's like an okay level. It's not a great level. It's, it's really not a standout, but it's more just that idea of, oh, this is an exclusive to the NES version and getting to see it for the first time, just having that, that memory of that. That's what stands out most to me. But if you play this level, you'll see stuff like like snowmen bouncing around, and when you attack them, the snow melts off, and it's actually you know, evil robots underneath. Uh, the boss of the level was pretty memorable. He's like a oh, I don't remember his name, but he's like a wolf with with a leather jacket, and he throws yeah, I remember that giant ice blocks at you. Yeah. I definitely remember the the leather jacket for sure. He looked like a yeah, he looked he looked like a tough tough person major bruiser mm. it was a nice standout from the rest of the game as you know snow levels usually usually are you know just having everything all white and you know snowy oh neat looks cool yeah it's a cool level makes those pink uh ninjas look really pink <laughs> yeah the the mm-hmm. uh, foot soldiers do really stand out oh and you fight uh you fight snowmen too that have little ninja or little uh, turtle destroyers inside of them mm-hmm. little robots yeah, they shoot rockets at you that's cool. Uh, so wait, did they make it for the game and that just or they It was an extra for the NES version that wasn't in the original arcade. But like it existed already? I guess the developers I don't, I don't think it existed already. It. I think they, they just made it. Made a bonus one. Oh, yeah, that's it was like cool. That's super cool. Even nicer. They did a similar thing. I mean, it's not as not as big as this, but uh whenever Mortal Kombat 4 came to Nintendo 64, there was a speci- there was like an ice uh level that you fought in that wasn't in the arcade that they just made for the 64 game. So hmm. I don't know. Sometimes developers would do that. And it's, you know, it's Namco, right? Or is it? No, it's Capcom. Konami. Or no, Konami. Konami. I'm like, what is, like, why can't I think of this? Yeah, no, uh, Konami uh, was already a pretty good developer. So yeah, they were like, oh, let's just add this extra thing as well. Maybe they wanted to make it a little bit longer because the arcade in itself is already kind of short. I prefer the yeah, word of Ultra Games. Yeah, there's a spinoff of Konami as well. Right? Yeah, it's, it's the same company. <laughs> put my notes away okay well let's talk next about a game that i hate and that is donkey kong country 3 okay Uh hate donkey kong country 3 hate it hate hate it so much hate that fucking baby kong that's what i was at on the the video after the high of diddy and dixie (laughs) after what i think is one of the most perfect games of all time they just slap you right in the face 
with fucking Baby Kong. But anyway, the cool thing is that you can put a secret code in and change everything to Christmas. You can put a Christmas skin on the whole game. So like really? all the yeah, so like all the baubles or whatever you connect are like a collector yeah, ornament. Like shine to it. Too, There's like right? a Christmasy yeah. sort of music that happens and that makes it way better. Um mm-hmm. it's still terrible and sucks and I hate it. But <laughs> With a Christmas, you know, wallpaper, it's much nicer to play. Um, and it's cool. Like, who who does that? Who's like, I know what we should do. Let's just make the whole thing Christmas. Like, I can't remember what the actual code is to activate it. But once you activate the code, then you type words. And I think you type M-E-R-R-Y. Yeah, I think that's exactly right. But I can't remember what the actual code is. It's X, Y, X. I don't know. It's like... A sequence of buttons that you have to press initially to nor do i you know input. like from those from back in the day before the internet i like don't know how we learned about these things you know what i mean i guess we nintendo learned power. like nintendo power i know how i did yeah told us or you, it was literally like shit you heard on the playground like did Wall you know you could do this so i don't know how we figured it out back then but uh once we did my little brother Tim and I would sit in his bedroom and we would listen to Matchbox 20, uh, the Matchbox 20 CD, and we would play Donkey Kong Country 3. That is what we would do. And it was great. Maybe that's the real reason you hate Donkey Kong Country 3, because of what you were listening to while you were playing it. I that's fucking loved it back then. So no. I, well, I mean, we were I think all... it's also because of the game, too. It's yeah. no Rob Thomas featuring. <laughs> right. Santana. I mean, I do. I don't know. Can we look up what year this game was? I feel like I was like twelve. It was well, ninety six. I mean, the, I know the Nintendo sixty four already existed because it of came course out there's the there's the whole okay. thing with the with the with the Grandma Kong playing. It was Mario, one of the Mario sixty four. So I was went fourteen on the, save, on the save area. Prime Matchbox twenty time. Oh, absolutely. Fourteen. Yep, and we would listen to that and Poe. Cool. Poe's. Um, hello album and uh we would switch off between the two and play this game and it was much better once we got the the they're just basically christmas baubles like all the mini games have like christmas baubles in them instead of whatever stars or fruits or whatever the crap you're collecting yeah it says it it changed and then the music is like really Mm -hmm. i'm sure trey will splice it in here Um, yeah, there's like a code that you put in that'll just, yeah, we'll let you do whatever. And then you just type in things like Jeremy was saying, but the code is for anybody who cares, L R R L R R L R L R A is the code. And then you type in Mary M E R R Y. And it's, yeah, as you're saying, some of the, I guess the, um, the bananas are turned into stars and the, they're saying the, or no, the bananas are blue presents and the stars are bells Mm -hmm. and it plays, and it plays Christmas music. Yeah. So, if you have to ever play that shitty game, this will make it better. I felt like it was kind of it kind of set you up for what was for the darkness that was to come, which was Donkey Kong sixty four. So, they were just getting you ready for that. Yeah, <laughs> for the I am a for I the coming of the empire. We call it an apology for this game. I love I love Donkey Kong Country three. I stand by it being a good game, but I do know it was a uh, it was just like a they just had to make it. They like were like on a on a steamroller of Donkey Kong Country, so it does kind of feel like a, they're shoving a lot in there. But I don't know. It's just that baby. I just just I no the baby sucks. I feel like they got it exactly right, and then they were like, "Let's fuck it. Let's just fuck it." 
Well, it always Fuck you. It, it never it never made any sense to me why they wouldn't like complete the loop with which just like why don't we bring Donkey Kong back so everybody has the same amount of games. And then like, you're all you, rescuing Cranky or something. If you like brought Donkey Kong back, cares about. if you brought Donkey Kong back in three, then everybody would have had two games instead of it being like Diddy and Dixie have two games and then Kitty and Donkey have one each. So just don't have uh, Diddy in it at all. Just Donkey and. Dixie. He's yeah. not in it anyway. Donkey so. and Dixie it would complete the it would complete and the circle. Then everybody Diddy. would have oh, two yeah, everybody yeah. would have two games. Uh, that's I that never really understood because Kitty Kong kind of controls the same as Donkey Kong, except you can jump on water or whatever. He's but just Donkey Kong. Donkey Kong could have done the same thing. Yeah. I mean they, they they're like both heavier and you know, it's why did she, why did it have to be that she's babysitting this baby Kong or whatever? Not, not to mention all the dumb shit you have to collect. There's like all these things where it's actually like, kind of yeah, one we've thing, talked about this before. Um, but yeah. I get the impression that Funky makes you babysit the kid in order to like use his vehicles and stuff. He's like, "Hey, how about you watch your cousin?" Right, and you have to you get all the parts stuff. to build. Oh god, uh, it's so annoying. Yeah, and then the birds—you got to get the birds, and then there's the also banana bananas. Yeah. And there's DK coins. Banana birds. Sorry. There is good news. Uh, uh, the lady who you have to collect the banana birds for is dead. <laughs> the next one. Oh, gra- the grandma! Oh, damn. Uh-huh. Yeah, <laughs> she's dead. And then yeah, she becomes a ghost. Oh, those birds she becomes a ghost her, right? in between. In between she got too games. many. Yeah. She wanted too Somehow much. Somehow cranky outlasted she her. She flew too high to the like, sun. Very yeah. active. I mean, Kitty Kong. I've already. I, I'm pretty sure Kitty Kong is in the Super Mario Brothers movie. So just be ready. Yeah, yeah like I saw him driving driving a car at some point. He's going to be referenced. It's going to be a whole when five we were movies kids about and him the later. First uh, Mario Kart came out. You know, everybody had like a specific weapon that they had, right? And Donkey had the bananas. Like he, you just like every he just always had bananas if you weren't playing him. And we used to call him Donkey Butt because he always had bananas hanging out of his butt. I don't know. Anyway, Makes sense. still called Donkey Kong Donkey Butt to this day. His tender sure. banana butt. Mm-hmm. Sure. And that's my story of Donkey Kong Country Three. Okay, move. We move on. Yes, God. Yes. Okay. <laughs> I really do feel like Jess and I are on a similar wavelength here because once again, I'm staying in that universe. Yeah. But for me, this is a, with a bit, well, there was contempt initially, but this is one of those levels that I eventually grew to love because I got good at it, you know, so I could play it over and over again. But the level is on the original Donkey Kong Country. This is on my list. I think we can all agree yeah, you that can, it's a it, good. It whenever, yeah. Of course, when, you know, whenever, whenever, when people have the same thing on your list. You know, feel free to both talk we'll just, about it at the same yeah, time. Yeah, we'll just intersect. Um, yeah, so you're probably talking. Yeah, you're t- we're talking about. Snow oh, Girl I know. Blast. Yeah, and uh, it's in the second l- series of stages in Donkey Kong Country, and I really think it's it's is it no wait wait no it's not in the second st- it's in the third or fourth when you're up in the mountain, but it's it's like the first really really hard level. It's hard. Time. It's really hard. Uh, I think there's actually a shortcut. But you, I never use it. Like, are you talking about the barrel in, intensive one? There's one that has a yeah, ton of barrels. Yeah, it's super in the first barely, one. and the 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 snow gets heavier as you're going. There's is, through that's, it. That's the one that has the the bird that you kill at the beginning that has a bonus, right? Because there's like a where you wait for the slow ass bird yes. to come all the way to the end, and you yeah, jump I think on you're it. right. Yeah, so I'm thinking of Barrel Cannon Canyons, the first one that you have. That's in the first series of levels. This is like Barrel Cannon Canyon. Add snow. Yeah, there's one that's really yeah, hard, and that's the snow like gets heavier as you go through the level. That's until the coolest it's, like, part. Really going, yeah, because it's kind of in the background. I had never, I had never seen anything you. like that in a game yeah. before. Which obviously they do this multiple times on Donkey Kong Country. Like the very first level, um, jungle hijinks. Like 
the it gets like nighttime as you're playing. Yeah, like the sun, and, and there's like, the that sun, pretty sunset. And there's a storm so too beautiful. that like happens like within a level that isn't at the beginning and all. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's like the second or third one. So that dynamic weather is just something that we ha- we hadn't really seen or maybe it had been around, but I hadn't seen it done that well in a video game. So something about Snowbarrel Snowbarrel Blast just it was just like so stark. Like as you're going, and if you maybe it also just the pacing because obviously the sounds. The music's just going to play according to the music. It's not dynamic with the level. I but think it does kind of change, though, a little I bit. I felt like it was the first time I played it, yeah. yeah. Oh, I think it does. It does in my mind, anyway. it's just like the snow just gets a little heavier and heavier, and the, the, the sky behind you gets darker, and eventually it's just like almost hard to see. I don't think it's impossible to see, but you are a little bit like impeded your, but you're dealing yeah. with it really for the first time i think in the game you're like oh this mm. is a lot we've got a lot all the elements literally mm. are happening to us we've got the timing we've got the darkness we've got the snow um those fucking bees right those bastards <laughs> i definitely found that secret you know, accidentally by shooting out of something at the wrong time and then getting saved by the hidden barrel that you that's off screen. You can't see it. Oh, sure. And so then once you know it's there, you're like, well, do I try to fuck up, you know, in an elegant way and get myself to this shortcut or, you know, you do that a little bit and then you can't kind of get the timing of that right either. So you also die trying to, you know, to skirt those barrels but this is the first when trey mentioned this to me this was immediately the one that came to mind this was very first the top remembrance of snow levels for me everything about it it's the yeah it's the it's the mood of the level and then the actual like the music just matches it so well and it's just so like i mean that composer oh one of the best composers david wise video game music yeah like absolutely he was on my uh on the on the like top four best just game right composers was on incredible. there. Incredible. There's so many. There. I mean, the music is so. There's good. memes about this person. Yeah. Write a write a write a water level song and proceeds to write like one of the best ambient like yeah <laughs> or like songs I'm, of all time. I'm sure you've seen. Uh, was it uh, Donkey's been doing all these the Don Kong uh, videos? Uh, and they did a Kong did a country one Don Kong country one, but um. But yeah, there was like a, you know, I always thought this, like, let's, you know, for Donkey Kong Country 2, it's like, let's take the level that's probably the most annoying level ever that you're going to play it over and over and over again and make like the most beautiful song ever to it. Bramble that's where Blast. you have like yep. Bramble Blast. Yep. <laughs> so you don't, so you don't like try to kill yourself while you're playing this incredibly hard level. Because you like, are going to like, play it 30 times. Make it like the most peaceful song ever because the, the level is not nice at all. it's a puzzle so. inside yeah. of a barrel yeah. shooter inside of a fucking vine forest of death. Oh man, it's such a good level though because of the music. It's like no, it's it, like it helps uh, keep you in there. Otherwise, you'd want to like, yeah. Otherwise, honestly, you want to quit. Yeah. That music. Think about like an anime or some action movies where it's like a really br- brutal scene where like a bunch of people are getting killed or something. And it's like playing this really slow, like moody music or something. Yeah. It's like the contrast is great, and I think it just they did a really good job with it. In these games. That's one of the best things they did about at the time. It was a cinematic feeling 100% that's a great way to say it uh funnily enough maybe my note for this one says do snow gets heavier <laughs> do androids dream of electric snow to, i was supposed to write dk i guess but my phone auto corrected it <laughs> yeah. to do snow it's all, gets it's heavier. all like the 
however many la- layers they have for the parallax, like it's just they're activating the different layers as you go until eventually it's in the foreground, which the Donkey Kong Country levels use the foreground scrolling, like also like one of the best of any well, 60 yeah. big game I played where you're so used to like the things in the background scrolling a little slower to create that depth, but having something in the foreground that just like pops by really fast because obviously it's going to move quicker than you. I just it just creates so much more like the like, caves had this depth, had yeah. like the stalactites mm-hmm. or whatever that would come right in front. Yeah, of you get that really. kind of like diorama feeling. Mm-hmm. Super cool, love it. Absolutely a, a masterpiece of a video game and uh, and a huge marketing thing too like i think it, it just was like a it was a perfect storm of a lot of shit a perfect we, storm. and it culminated in the snowstorm <laughs> yeah, yeah. snow barrel blast it wasn't um it wasn't the first level of this but towards i think it was later where you get into the more of the barrel stuff but this was the first time i ever like broke a controller over everything over anything because i was like 16 and i got really mad at one of the levels and i took my super nintendo controller and i just like smashed it on my uh on my nightstand because I was young and dumb, and like the side of it like came apart, and I'm like, oh, okay. So I'm reading here. This this is important. I'm on the uh, Wikipedia here. Um, if you're gonna play this game, if you want to have if you want to have the experience we're talking about and why we're so nostalgic about it, you got to play the SNES version. Um, you can play that version that you have on your SNES online on your Switch if you have that. Um, but the Game Boy Advance version, and I guess the Game Boy Color did like Donkey Kong Land had like a snow barrel blast level but of course the game boy color one didn't do a good job but i guess even the game boy advance one similar to how in yoshi's island the uh, touch fuzzy get dizzy level was like compromised because of the technology oh yeah similarly in the game boy advance version of this there's basically just two sky colors and it just kind of dramatically changes oh bummer like, that's super mm. different right yeah yeah it, it kind of like just kills the whole mood of it supposedly so but if you to get uh, the full the full experience, make sure you're playing the SNES version. Yeah, but if you're playing the Nintendo Switch Online one, it's it's the same on there, the one that's on Switch because that's yeah, Super that's Nintendo version. I watched a whole video about the differences, and I sent it to the Slack. Hopefully, you watched it about all the differences of the all the different Final Fantasy sixes that came out. So I know because mm-hmm. uh, they kind of compromised it on Game Boy Advance also. But um, can we move on from that one, or did anybody have anything more to say? Move. All good. All right, so my number seven, to find a way to get this in here, um, I guess it's it's a series of levels, I guess. It's more it's more of a planet than a level, but uh, Super Empire Strikes Back, uh, half of the game it takes place in this little planet called Hoth that is, co- Hoth that is covered in snow. So I chose that because Super Empire Strikes Back is one of my favorite. Def- I Hoth heard of that. Definitely <laughs> one of my favorite Star Wars games, if not my favorite. Like One of my favorite Super Nintendo games, also probably one of my very very favorite star wars games this is what you've played on stream right uh, yeah i can beat this game in an hour i can beat them all in an hour each dang but uh, an hour or less i played them all the time in high school like constantly an hour though geez constantly i played like on e- i played on easy but it's still hard uh anyway uh what i always loved about super empire strikes back is like i said half the game is on hoth because a lot of the levels are in hoth and you start off like in the middle of all the shit like the snow is going down you have to find your tauntaun and then you get on your tauntaun and then you get shot by all the imperial droids like everything all over the place coming after you and then you go into the into a cave and then you have to fight the giant wampa and the wampa takes up half of the screen like entirely like it's like this giant fucking uh, sprite 
of the Wampa's head and these two giant arms that come down and hit you. And he can also, oh, like... Oh, I've seen this. And he can freeze you as well, like, with his breath that, like, takes up the middle. There's actually a trick to it. If you... Because there's a little... Because there's, like, these two ramps coming down and there's a little, like, pyramid in the middle. Um, if you can, like, land directly on the tip of the, like, triangle in the middle, the Wampa can't hit you with their arms. So you just basically stay there and you get frozen and you wait to get unfrozen. You just keep lightsabering them until they die. But you won't get hit at all. That's a secret that I learned from playing mm. the game over and over and over again. So there's a little bit of, uh, I don't know, Nintendo Power or Game Counselor info there on Nintendo and Nintendo Main there for you. But I just, uh, the game has so much snow, sh- snow shit in it. And after you beat the Wampa... Uh, you leave, and there's like there's like water that's inside of the snow, and you have to fight a giant imperial droid after that, like the probe droid, and then you have to go back with with uh, Han later, <laughs> like later because you go to Bespin, but then the later levels you have to escape the the base in the snow lang- in the snow thing with Han. Also, there's really really cool like Battle of Hoth stuff with the speeder and all that. That's all like Mode Seven. Like this is the first time I ever like roped and an an ATAT and all that. So. You know, and you like do, you know, where it's all, it has like the flat ground, but you have the speeder going around it and you kind of let out your little cable and go around it. And then the thing, like you see like the animation of the sprite, like falling over and then you shoot it and it explodes and all that. It was, it was very cool at the time. And in the nineties, it was like the best battle of Hoth I had ever seen. And I was like, yeah, I always loved the way they handled that stuff. And oh and, yeah. And you even play out what, what was so great about the super star Wars games is they, you play out every single thing that ever happens in the game. Like there's a, like in the first one, you fight you, you fight the fucking um the tractor beam. You like fight you like fight the tractor <laughs> beam just because they're like, We need a boss and or there's a part where you fight one of the giant uh monsters from the chess game that they play, just because they're like, Hey, we needed a monster here, so here you go. Or like uh or in Empire Strikes Back, same one. Uh as Han you can fight the um the freezing machine. That's a boss. So <laughs> the thing that the carbonite freezer, you can fight that and that's a boss that tries to kill you. So it's kind of hilarious in that way, but there's a whole thing where you're like, where you run on the snow and you have to climb up the, you have to climb up the feet of the adats and like throw and throw the bombs in there just like he does in the movie, and they just do a really cool job of portraying all the stuff that happened, but making it super, you know, making it even crazier and all that. So yeah, I always, whenever I think of snow levels, I always think of Empire Strikes Back because, or Super Empire Strikes Back because they did because there's so many of them. There's probably like ten different snow levels in that game, and it's all the. All the all the speeders, all the adats, all the all the wampas, tauntauns, they're all there. And it looks great. All the things that are named twice. And I don't think I don't think they do it in this one, but speaking of what you were talking about in Donkey Kong Country, they do actually do that in Super Return of the Jedi. When you go to Jabba's Palace, there's different levels where as you walk you can see people's faces in front of you on the foreground that moves as well as you walk through it, which I thought was really cool. Oh cool. That was the I mean that was like the most visually impressive. Of all of them, but I think Empire's the most fun to play, at least for me, probably because I played it a million times. And it's also my favorite Star Wars movie. I just like Hoth because it's like, let's get a different fucking landscape in this bitch. Mm-hmm. It's not sand, thank God. <laughs> yeah, why don't it's they go the back to Hoth? Why don't they go back to Hoth ever? Why do we have to keep going to going to Tatooine? Tatooine can Yeah, let's go to Hoth. Come on. There's there's shit happening. And there. the toy of the Wampa is super cute and I have it. You love that toy, yeah. Love it. But yeah, the giant. Uh, just look up the that giant sprite of that of the big wampa there. It's very cool. It's like a Godzilla Stompa. sort of. It takes up the entire. You see, it's much bigger than it was in the movie. But that's or just the King way these. Kong. That's just the way these games work. Like they just make everything larger than life, and I, and I love it because mm. of that. Oh, pretty impressive back in the day. Oh they yeah, compete with Metroid. I mean, they're. I mean, they they you know they did their own. Like I was pretty impressed with those Star Wars games. Like I thought they looked very good for for the time, and they had voice uh, some voice in there like. Uh, 
like yeah, I know there's they do like cutscenes where Yoda speaks, and whenever you collect like a a point, uh, like the point amplifier, it says like impressive, and, like Darth Vader talks to you. So there's there's voice in there, but that's good for me. Go the for next it. one is Mario Kart 64 Frappe Snowland. There you go. And this is a really well designed uh, you know, race course. Even aside from the snow and the the beautiful theming of the level, it's just a good course. It's fun to play. Lots of twisted turns. Um, everybody remembers their first time going into the cave and like getting turned around, getting a little lost. But then you figure out the exact right path to go through the cave. You know, around this turn, past the penguins, mm-hmm. uh, past the stalactites or whatever, and then like. That was the really the secret of that level was like making sure that you could get through that cave correctly. Once you mastered that, then then you could take on the rest of the level. But then you had the you know the sharp hairpin turns around the around the water and the risk of sliding into the water off the ice. Yep. And a little and you had to dodge the little baby penguins that were f- sliding around on their bellies all the way. It's just a very memorable level for me. And it has a the music's really good too. Oh yeah, what I remember the you know the music and those and those uh, the snow people that uh, they they get destroyed when you run over them and they destroy you as well. Oh right, I forgot about them. I just love caves, so I loved being in that cave. Even though you're right, definitely the first few times you're like, oh shit, I ran into that stalactite again. Mm-hmm. I ran into that thing in the middle of the cave again. Yep, those giant penguins. Always got in the way. That was a level that, uh, if you hadn't mastered the power slide, hundred percent, yeah, boned. By then, you know, <laughs> you were boned, right? Mm-hmm. That level made you master yeah. the power slide. Uh, yeah, I agree totally. Yeah, I do. I do. I always like that level a lot, and I like that song a lot. It was on whenever I did the winner, uh, the WRT radio. Who was on there? Of course. I mean, I think everything that was on my list, except for maybe Star Wars, because. It's too Star Wars. Uh, it wasn't original enough. I think everything on my list made it into that that episode as well. Did we ever? Did we ever see like did did Frappe Snowland ever make it to Mario Kart Eight? Like was it ever re released? There's other snow so. ones, but not that. I don't think one, that I don't one ever think. did. There's, there's like the downhill one. Yeah, there's the one where you go in the water. You could like you can go in the water, stay on the ice. Yeah, that that should be in Wave. What Wave Four? That's that's where we're at now. We're good to move on from there. Good. I still don't know what frappe means. It's okay. a, frappe is, isn't it, it like a easier. thing you eat or something? It's a drink, right? Yeah. A frappe is a frozen, usually like coffee-based, is it? whipped drink. Yep. Mm. I'll drink up the snowland. Th- there is a version of frappe snowland in Mario Kart Tour, so that means that we will eventually get an eight, I'm sure. That kind of sucks that oh, all boy. the versions that we get to, whenever we get a version of a of a course that finally comes to eight, it's already existed in tour. So we're basically getting like a uprest version of the tour course. It's pretty much what seems to be happening there. When you type in, the, in Frappe into Google, the first thing that comes up is Frappe Coffee Drink. The second thing that comes up is Frappe Snowland. Of course. Nice. So with, with, with any effort, we can overtake the definition of <laughs> Frappe to have mean this level specifically. It should, yeah. It's an iced latte. A Frappe is like an iced latte.
Hey, you. It's me, Mario. Yeah, you. <laughs> Subscribe to our Patreon to hear our bonus shows, which happen every month. I'm a tired. Tired of all the big corporate podcasts spoon-feeding you the same old video game news on every single show. Ah, spaghetti. Ah, ravioli. Then expand! With Nintendo Main Expansion Pack. It's us talking about old games that were important to us. It's us interviewing people that we meet at conventions. And heck, it's live shows from those same conventions. It's basically everything you could want that Nintendo Main ever made. Here we go! And it's just a buck a month. That's less than a bad indie on the eShop. It's $12 a year, which is less than Nintendo Switch Online. <laughs> Thank you so much for subscribing to our Patreon and supporting Nintendo Domain. Just go to patreon.com slash Nintendo Main Podcast and... Hey, Mario, let go! He's throwing us back to the show! So long, gay Bowser! Patreon.com slash Nintendo Main Podcast! Game over! My next, I'm gonna say a bunch in a uh, together here, okay? Because that's what I want to do. Um, because two of them aren't really levels. Two of them are levels that I made in Mario Maker. <laughs> I, I was hoping you would mention that one at least. Um, You're definitely allowed to do that. You have I one, made, you have one good snow. I ones. made legit. I made two levels in Mario Maker. One is called Lavender, and it's like a Super Mario Brothers type level, and it's. A purple winter level platforming fun. I tried to make it hard. It's great. The second one I made is called Riding the Train in Winter. And it's like a super cozy level where you literally like I made a little escalator and then you just sort of ride the train around and there's buildings and it's snow. And uh, I put little, um, you know, Koopas outside as if they were pets and there's plants everywhere and it's just a level literally based on me riding the L train home from work in the winter. Mm-hmm. I like that one. Yeah. So they're cute. Um, I remember those. So those are those. And, you know, that's like not really their levels, but they're not really levels. I think they count. Sure. But I mean, you know, mm-hmm. we. Or, it was all, and if you listen to Hazy Shade of Winter by the Bengals. Boy, boy. Um, if you listen to Hazy Shade of Winter by fucking Paul Simon. I know. Yeah, <laughs> but I want to listen to the Bengals. Okay, well you can we, you know put them both on. I like the music in the game actually because they made new snow music for Mario Maker Two. So I liked the new original Koji Kondo stuff that was in there. Oh yeah, all I, the, I prefer all the, uh, that than anything else. Oh, uh, the Ghost House, that Ghost House for 
Yeah, that was Mario Maker one, but they but yeah. in two they did like a snow one and a and a desert one as well that were new for the NES one. And Super I, cool. I think it's so cool that they do that. Like that's awesome. I like Wouldn't it a want lot. it any other way. Um, what I wanted to actually talk about was Winters in Earthbound. Yeah, I was I was hoping you'd mention that. So in Earthbound, you're in Threed, which is like this scary um, zombie circus level, mm-hmm. and it's very creepy. And I don't I think that you get lost or something and you have a vision of Jeff and Jeff. Then all of a sudden you're like playing as Jeff for a long time. And Jeff wakes up in his like winter dorm house or whatever. And then you have to like go south and find Ness and Judy. What's her name? Jill. Jana. <laughs> Janet. Yeah, I can't, I can't remember. J- whatever her name is. You got to go find them. And so you're, you trudge through the snow and the, the, you have to do a whole bunch of shit. But anyway, it's just out of the, it comes out of nowhere. You're like in the middle of a creepy circus haunted town and then boom, it's snow, bitch. And I just thought that was really unexpected and cool. And I like that they worked some, some snow time in there. And that's my story of Earthbound. I wanted to, uh, uh, Paula. Paula, fuck. Why did I call her Paula. Judith? Uh, <laughs> Paula Polestar. That's your name. Um, I just wanted to look at the because I love um, once again the music is very good from this, and I just I remember the name of it and I wanted to look at the name on the actual soundtrack and the song is called "In Winters There Is a Genius," so I like mm-hmm. that's how they it's just basically kind of playing up how you would yeah how you his flip. name is Jeff though right he is Jeff yeah okay good but it is like um it just kind of plays up yeah the, in winters there's a Jeff uh, Jeff and Donuts is his name. So. Yeah, because do you meet he meet you meet his dad, Doctor and Donuts. Yeah, yeah, because he has the because he makes the whatever the machine. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I always thought it was really cool. You could give broken stuff to Jeff, and it would just eventually get fixed in his in his inventory because he's a genius. You remember that? No, you could give broken items to him, and well, you would find stuff that say like broken bottle rocket or something. I gotta like play that, the and, whole thing again, and he would fix it. I gotta play the whole thing. It would just again. like it would just be fixed. Like you would just notice that it was fixed in the inventory because he's a you know he's a scientist. Oh, I do kind of remember that together. now. Yeah. So, so so whenever you found anything broken, just put it in Jeff's inventory and he'll fix it. It's cool. It's a cool thing. And yeah, that whole soundtrack is great, and that whole part is excellent. Yeah, it's crazy because great. all Play of a it. sudden you're like playing as another character that you don't know, and then you're like riding a fucking Loch Ness monster <laughs> and shit. It, it's just like, what is this game? Yeah. It's uh, which of course I said maybe a hundred times before that point, and I'm sure a hundred times after it, but. It just and that was after the blue cult, right? Has that already happened, or was mm-hmm. that before? Yeah, I think that's what happens that in was three. One of my favorite, yeah, that's my favorite things is the the blue blue cult, where it's like, what the fuck is going on? Every but all of a sudden you you fall into this town that is like obsessed with the color blue, and they've like painted everything blue, and everybody's all in this all has all been like brainwashed into this blue cult. And, yeah, they're the zombies. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, that game is awesome, and it ruined me for RPGs forever. And, uh, but I'm okay with it. That's a good one. And that's a great snow level. Thanks. Okay. Um, Jeremy. Well, I'm taking us back to the, the platformers. Cause there's this level in this 3d game where you go up this giant snowman in 3d. It's freeze easy peak in Banjo Kazooie. Oh, you were, uh, I thought you were about to hit on one that I was going to hit on next, but yeah. I was, I was seeing if you would be like, wait, are you talking about that? I'm not talking about that one with the giant snowman that you're walking up. I'm talking about the giant snowman and Freeze Easy Peak. 
and banjos kazooie this is actually you know i think a lot of the choices i'm making in this episode are i just don't really like ice levels you know a lot of what you're hearing from us is that we hate love them. well they're hard man they yeah. are difficult yeah, and you I do this... end up having to play them a lot yeah like, this is a distinction it's okay they're winter levels right but whether you call them a snow level or yeah, an ice level, that's, that's the distinction 100%. ice levels are the worst yeah. yeah, ice levels are the worst because they represent a lack of control. You're sliding all over the place. You're gonna fall, fall off and die. Snow levels are levels that are a nice little peaceful respite. Oh, this is beautiful. Let's listen to the Christmas music. They're they're very similar, but that that's where the distinction lies. There. I mean, snow and ice can be combined, and then it, it defaults. Yeah. And then you're boned again. But is. yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah no, this I, is actually a but fun... that's the distinction for sure. This is actually a fun snow level. Like uh, anybody who's familiar with Banjo Kazooie will know, it uh, takes a lot of um, cues from another popular 3D platformer, uh, uh, Crash Bandicoot. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> Super Mario 64. Oh, that and, one, uh, eh? We might. Yeah, yeah, that yeah. might one might be mentioned in the next part. So the, it's an open. It's an open level, an open zone, not an open world, but uh, it's a big 3D space you can kind of explore and. I just thought it was fun, like all the little, you know, the little puzzles. Like um, one of the things that's great about Banjo Kazooie is all the weird forms you can take. Like Mumbo will change you into weird stuff, and you get to turn into a walrus in this. It's the only time I've ever been a walrus in a video game, and I loved it. I wish there was more walrus-based video games. Um, <laughs> you get to be a walrus, and it's great. And that's actually a huge reason why. This received my nomination, but also because it's got um, giant presents, like you're kind of climbing on presents. So there's sort of a Christmas theme, too. And uh, there's like a, you get a race as a walrus. That's pretty cool. Pretty Slide cool. On your, wa- on your walrus stomach. And then you also get a race as Banjo-Kazooie as a pair. You know, you get to race that same walrus that you raced as a walrus, but as a bear slash bird hybrid. Well, not necessarily a... Combined organism, but a sort mythological. Of a, kind of a ratatouille situation, really, when it comes down to it. I think I really think Kazooie calls the shots. Badger just kind of like hangs out. But um, it's a great level. There's a lot of fun little mini games you do in it. You know, there's the races. There's like, um, I think you have to collect presents or something like that. I can't remember exactly what, but this was one of those levels where I actually, because, you know, Banjo Kazooie, whenever I play it, I've played through it twice and I've wanted to complete it both times. I think it's. Even though it's a collectathon, I think it's a perfectly honed collectathon, and I I love it as a game. It's really good, and uh, it's got this fantastic snow level that's actually fun to play that I was compelled to finish. So, shout outs to this one. I do believe there's another snow level as well. I can't remember what it's called, but it's not as good. Breezy Z Peaks, where it's at. Is that the first in, or the second one? It's the first uh, snow level. Oh, okay. And Banjo Kazoo. There's a second one later on, but it's like. Yeah, it's not as good. In fact, I can't even remember what it's called. But uh, this one's fun. And uh, oh yeah, in the uh, the snowman has a giant scarf. I like scarfs like in my snow levels. If you haven't gathered that, so yeah, there's a scarf. Do you like scarves you, in real life? I do. Cool, me too. You can climb on the scarf of the snowman, and it's got extra grip because it's a nice scarf instead of being snowy or icy. So that's cool too. The end. The end. Moving on. My uh, my notes uh. Aired, oh, your notes my, my notes aired and, and uh okay no they came back okay they're good <laughs> they were like we have to close i'm like but it but it, i never saved it 
It's it's fine. It came from my computer, so it's no big deal. Um, actually, yeah, playing off of this, as Jeremy was saying, we're kind of in the same world here uh, to say. But of course, I and I'm sure I'm 100 percent sure that I mentioned this one in our other snow episode. But of course, what I'm referring to is the very first snow level in uh, Super Mario 64, mm-hmm. which is a cool, cool mountain, which is the one, the most memorable one. I thought about talking about a uh, Snowman's Land, the other one, but that one's just not as good. It's got some, it's got some weird stuff to it. And uh, it's got like that uh, pyramid thing that you, uh, or no, the igloo that you go inside of that has a maze. It's kind of cool. And it has like the water that burns you like the lava, which is weird. And that's whatever. But it's not as, it's not as big and as like detailed as Cool Cool Mountain, I don't think. But Cool Cool Mountain has like the, has the penguin race in there, which if you collected all of the stars and you come back there, you can fight, you can uh, race against the giant penguin, which I would always do that because I played a lot of this game. Um, there's the headless, there's the headless snowman thing where you have to, we, where the where there's the snowman with no head and you have to wait for its body to like mm-hmm. roll up and you kind of like kick it into the head it it like almost never works every time it's one of those things where I like did it a couple times and I'm like how did I do that I don't know uh, <laughs> but uh, there's that there's also like wall kicks will work which is great because you know you get to w- jump off walls for the first time it's the first time they actually explain a uh, wall jumping to you in that game is for that one uh, there's a the infamous uh, little, little penguins lost of course the one where some people took the penguin and threw him off the thing. I never did that. But some people, everyone. everyone. I, no, I never did Literally that. Everyone. Never did it once. The only thing that Fire. I did, I never did. Uh, I, the only thing I would do is I would give it to the, I would give the penguin to the mom and then take it back because if you take it back, she'll chase you. And I always thought that was really funny, but I never threw it off the edge because. I don't know. I thought, I thought that was dumb. Little penguin. Yeah. But I, I like to just take the penguin back because the mom will be like, Meh! and then she'll just like chase you around the whole level. And yeah. And you can, I guess if you're really, mean, really mean, you could throw, you could throw the penguin off awesome. after that. But no, I, I always really like that level. And it's, you know, it has like the, it has like the snow falling, like in the foreground. It's, it's all like sprites, but you know, you can mm-hmm. see like the detail of the snow on top of everything. And it felt like a really big level. And, you know, you can like, if you try to ground pound, you get stuck in the snow, like, and you have to kind of jump out of the snow and, you know, and you slide and I don't know, it just, it's just like felt to me, it felt like perfect for the first, like, 3d snow level that i ever played you know i was like and that music everybody's thinking about the music music's right great too yeah mm-hmm. i mean every everything i have on here has great music like i said obviously that's a big influence on there but i think i think there is a lot of really good uh winter themed snow themed music and all that and one thing uh speaking of like when we were talking before about like you know hating like ice levels or snow levels or whatever sometimes i like you know when it's snowing a lot outside and i don't have to go anywhere i like to play games that have snow in them you know, so I can pretend to be in the snow, but not actually be in it. So <laughs> I do like it in that in that uh, situation. I remember whenever what was it, Mario and Luigi, the RPG Superstar Saga came out. There's like a snow level that I played during the winter on that time. That was when I was in an apartment that had like a gas fireplace too, so it was really cool. You could put the fire on, play the play Mario and Luigi. You know, it was like half dried. You know, I had like a full day of school or whatever. And it was nice to just kick back and you know be a, be a part of the snow. But that's good for that one. My next one is another Zelda game. I'm talking about Majora's Mask Snowhead Temple. Uh-oh. Ding, really? ding, ding. You hit you hit one that I had on my list as well. <laughs> well, we'll, we'll, we'll talk about it. So uh, the thing that is impressed upon me the most is just the music, that sparse music, that like almost like wind chimes or something, and, and also approaching that level, just how it you know things get a little darker and a little more, feel a little more isolated. To the atmosphere around it more than any one element of it it's just the whole atmosphere uh a feeling of like you're totally alone and 
and you're going up to this this cabin's kind of creepy cabin and everything is just uh you know like crystallized in ice even even just, some people or gorons i guess yeah even some gorons yes well don't yeah. for, and i was i'm sure you're getting to it but don't forget like it gets even weirder like with the go for it the go well the ghost the goron ghost that you um, oh I forgot about there's that, a yeah. whole don't forget that you get your you get the Goron mask here and in order to do that you have to put the Goron ghost at peace which you will find with the with like the lens of truth and all that so like this whole the whole sequence like that was what I put on my list was just the entire sequence sequence of of Snow Peak and all that because yeah and there's like the baby there's the Goron baby and there's the giant Goron that you have to you have to like put to sleep that falls off the that has to fall off the mountain for you to go to the go to the temple. And the temple boss is like one of the best bosses in the whole game, you know, which is great because you do have to, you, in order to do everything, you will have to beat it a bunch of times to change the place to, to spring. Cause you have, cause a lot of the side quests are based around the springness of that time or making it pretty changed that way pretty early. But yeah, just, it just has so much like eeriness to it. And yeah, the music is really slow and it's just kind of like, it's very like creepy, you know, it's like this creepiness to it. It's like ding, 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 you know, like, like that. Yeah. You could the war does that you get the best uh, mask in the whole game that Goron mask. Oh yeah, I was well. Yeah. I think you could debate. I think you did could debate whether the Goron or the Zora mask is better because I do really like the Zora mask a lot too because you can swim but, really well with that's it. Swimming, that's swimming. Yeah, it was fun to swim around, but it's like tearing around the open land as this giant like spinning wheel with spikes too. With spikes, yeah, <laughs> yeah. and then the, the motion. The motion blur effects, I think, still hold up to this day. Just to give you that sense of speed. Also, help them not to, have to render things as quickly. <laughs> well, I mean, it did. Uh, didn't it use the expansion pack, the Majora's Mask? I think it did. I believe. It did yeah. yeah. But no, I liked it. Yeah, I remember you got to turn the Goron for the first time, and then you become a ball and you start rolling, and then all of a sudden it's like, Psh! and then these giant spikes come out, and I'm like, whoa, wait, hold on. Now you're like even cooler. Now you could just fuck everybody up. Yeah, no, I love that whole area. Like just like just the way the whole story goes. Like I said, with the with the baby in the Goron town, and then there's then there's like the lens of truth, and there's the Goron ghost, and there's the big Goron, and just like that whole sequence. I think it's like one of my favorite parts of Majora's Mask. I think it's incredible. And there's a you know snow. There's a you know ice that can freeze you, and snow wolves, and all that good stuff. <laughs> And so we're back from outer space. Okay, anyway, well, where 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 are we on? Are we where are ready? we on now? Didn't because John and I just did one, oh, right? Yes. So it's my turn. But if Shauna wants to jump in here and say her no, snow still, level, come on. Yeah, talk about it now. Hello. Hello. Hey, Shauna. <laughs> Jer- Jeremy, you shrunk. Yeah. <laughs> Huh? Oh, I said, Jeremy, you're 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 tinier. Oh. <laughs> you're you know shorter in the and chair. you grew eye makeup. I am very much fantastical oh. eye makeup. 
Oh, thank you. <laughs> These headphones do not fit me at all. <laughs> These are they look a little big. Uh, this this is our special guest oh, that we you. that we mentioned earlier for the holiday show. Uh, Shauna is here. Special Hello. guest. Can you can you hear? <laughs> can you hear us? I can now. <laughs> it's all you. What uh, what is your favorite snow level? Well, I don't know if we've talked about this one already, um, but when I was a kid, um, like I didn't really have a lot of friends who played video games and stuff like that, and we were the first that like kids that I hung out with to have a Super Nintendo that we actually played and stuff. And our first game was Super Mario Kart, and so we were blessed with the fact that the special cup levels existed, but we didn't know like no one, we never saw anyone beat the first uh, handful of levels, like the first 15 levels so that you earn special cup. So we were kids and we were just like, Holy balls. These extra levels exist. And then that happened again with 150 CC. (laughs) (laughs) And so that was uh, exciting. And so then we found the uh, second snow level. I'm forgetting what it's called. Um, that goes in like the giant circle that where you, you know, there's all the blocks of ice that you hit and you have to jump over the, the water and all that sort of thing. And I just remember being a kid and being like, this is one of the hardest things I've ever <laughs> had to play. <laughs> like, always falling in the water and everything else. Um, and that's how I found out that I'm not really a huge fan of snow type levels. <laughs> I think we discovered that <laughs> while we were talking as well. <laughs> because we were already, you know, you already have a hard time controlling what you're doing and then the extra just difficulty of it being ice and whatever. It's just vanilla lake. What a oh, great name. Man. Thank you, Jeremy. Yeah, I was trying, <laughs> we're all frantically I was, trying, I was trying to find it, yeah. Yeah, it's it, and do you still freeze in the water, or was that it was the first time you did that in '64 when they pull you out? Are you are you in a queue? Jeremy says it's in '64. Okay, because so. I, I know the, the <laughs> I know the guy the guy still pulls you out, but I don't remember if it's if you're frozen or not. No, I think it's just the extra time it takes to pull you out of the water is my understanding. I don't but, know if it's yeah. in this level, but I know that in I think it might be in this level also because some parts of it are like water on the ice. There's like a like mm-hmm, a, mm-hmm. um and there's also water in that donut plains level and the the sound of your cart driving through the water is one of the most satisfying noises. It's like a <laughs> I can't <laughs> I can't mimic it, but that the sound of that was so so like integral to me as a child that whenever um these levels got re-released uh for for other what you know for other different Mario Karts or whatever and they don't have the sound in there it actually makes me super sad so i've gone back and played and i think this one because i think it's the same it has that like layer of water sometimes on top of the ice from the lake kind of like overflowing onto the ice parts and it makes a super satisfying sound when you drive through it i think a vanilla lake 2 has has water in it from what i saw like in the middle yeah those mm-hmm, yep. mm-hmm. That one I always thought was the more difficult of the levels as well. So, I mean, it makes sense because it's Special Cup, but I don't know. That one, I just thought that was a cool, like, story behind, (laughs) I guess, figuring out that a snow level even exists at all. The other one I was going to mention, and it's very briefly, and 
Um, it's funny because Jeremy and I are transferring all of these videos, like our home videos from my family growing up. And there's a Christmas morning where my brother gets his stocking and he's pulling all the little things out of the stocking. And there's Yogi Bear on Super Nintendo. And the very first three or four levels are, I believe, called Snow Business. And they're all snow-related levels. And um, I don't know. There's not really anything else super special about it, I guess, other than that. I've never played that game before. or, or <laughs> I never played Yogi Bear, so I mean, that's... Uh... I don't think we've ever I talked about that game before. That game. Beaten? Yeah. Is that what? I don't know. <laughs> sure. You beat the crap out of it. I sure did. <laughs> Many times, actually. Um, there were there was Snow Business, and then there was Cave Capers, um, Redwood Rendezvous, and then there was Underwater Levels, and I can't remember what those were called. And then there was the there was a group of construction levels. <gasps> yes, that's it. Mm-mm-mm. Yogi Bear Snow Business for Super Nintendo. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, never never saw it. I don't know if I even I saw mean, it anywhere. It's very straightforward. Probably worth, some, probably worth um, something. Yeah, you you're it. just um, collecting points with the baskets. The clocks are actually kind of cool. It's it's how you earn time for the special levels where they um, where the, there's. Let me see what I'm trying to say. There's different secret stages that you have to, you jump on a bed and then you'd go into dreamland or dream time. One of the two, I forget which, and it's like a, some special level. And then you get like a piece of a clock at the end and you have to go to every single dream time level and beat the level within well, however much time that you've earned by collecting the clocks throughout the actual level. And it gets consistently more difficult to find the beds and everything else. So I, I forget what you even earn with the, once you collect all four clocks or whatever, because we did it so infrequently. But we played this game a lot as a child. It's not super thrilling as far as game go- games go in general. It's like I said, it's very much just, you know, 2D. You're just running and jumping on baskets and collecting clocks, I guess. But <laughs> I mean, it's fun. Like when you're a kid and you're just, you need something that's not super difficult, I guess. <laughs> uh, certain levels were, but yeah. Anyways. Sure, Those were yeah. my levels I was going to chat about. No, thank you for thank you for <laughs> thank you for adding Super that. Super special guest. Yeah, no, I don't think I, I would say there's I, there's probably the only way we would ever talk about a Yogi Bear on Super Nintendo because I don't <laughs> I had not known of it until well, now. So. I'm proud. There you go. And the first time. And I'll just say that the like I can still hear in my head the the way that the game starts is an animated Yogi Bear head like that's like miniaturized and then it's getting like expanded till he fills the entire screen and he's just yelling here comes yoga <laughs> and i think i'll know like I, I it's just one of those sounds that you can never unhear i feel like <laughs> sounds like something you'd have nightmares about <laughs> oh here comes yoga you would think Giant head well, my brother you. pulled that game out of the stocking like You've never seen a more thrilled six-year-old in your life. I mean, did he and ask for just that? Yogi Bear, like, okay, kid. Come oh. on. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, he was he was ecstatic, 
And I don't know. It's just a cute memory, I guess. Sure, yeah. For sure. So. <laughs> anyway. Yeah, no, thanks for adding that to the episode. No problem. <laughs> Thank you for having me. Yeah, no problem. And everyone have a happy holiday. Happy yeah. holiday. Happy solstice. Happy solstice. <laughs> well, my next one. Uh, I think it's my turn. Is it your turn? Unless you guys want to do your two, and then we'll go around one more time. I'm only doing one. I I've got it down to one. Oh, however, I mean, I wanted to. John, you want to do both years? Uh, sure. Okay, so John will go, then I'll go, and we'll start again. So I'll start with uh, one that I think you know only I will have anything to say about. Uh, Hitman is a Paris level. Oh, where it takes place at Christmas time during a fashion show. So you, it opens with you walking into this, this like grand, I think it's a hotel or something um, with everybody is, is getting ready for this fashion show, but, but there's also like Christmas decorations all around and your reward for beating this level is you get a Santa suit. So then you can go around and murder everybody as Santa. And it's just a lot of fun. There you go. And that's, that's about the extent of that, <laughs> but I'll move on to the one that we can all talk about. So you're um, even a, a more of a bad Santa than Billy Bob Thornton. That's true. Oh, what a terrible movie. I never saw that. There was two of them, I haven't too, seen right? It Wasn't yet, there a second one? Or bad. no one was bad or Santa just like had it, they added more minutes to it. Yeah, the first one was okay, but the, the second one, uh, yeah, I don't know. We've ac- we've actually been watching a lot of uh, Christmas horror movies lately, and there's much better movies about bad Santas, I'm saying, out there if you want to see them. What was that movie we watched that was the original Home Alone? Like, that movie's fantastic. It was French or something? Yeah, it was French, but oh, it, came out, it came out before Home Alone. It's on Shudder. Trey loved it. I thought it was great. But it's more yeah. of a like a horror movie than a... It, yeah, it's about a kid who's like a kid it. genius, but anyway, he gets left at home with his grandfather, and he like... You know, he accidentally gives his uh, gives his uh, address away to uh, to like an evil killer Santa Claus person. It's much creepier. That shows blood. up, and he ends up killing Santa Claus, and he's it's disturbed forever because of it because he invited Santa Claus to his house, and oh. he ends up killing his dog. And yeah, it's way darker than Home Alone. Yeah. But it's, it's a lot ba- more fucked up. It's how, it's how I would have taken things if I was actually. It's like if Home Alone, Home Alone and the Good Son were combined, sort of. But it came out before. It came out like a couple years before Home Alone. But it's it's quite good. I thought it was pretty good. But my next one that I want to talk about is DuckTales. Woo! Oh, there it is. Yeah, I actually thought about that one when Jeremy was talking about how the you how the snow affects you. Because, of course, yeah, as you'll really say with this one. Snow, yeah. mm-hmm. Like, you, your, your one cool move that you have throughout the game is your, your, your cane slash pogo stick, and then you can't use it in the snow level. So it makes it, uh, makes it different. And that's what snow levels are all, all about, being a little bit different. I remember like the the billy goats that would chase you around and you know then you go underground at some point and it's just like you know a nice uh it's it's, it's a well-themed level those disney games were known for for great theming but uh this one you know ducktales may be the best of all well i mean it was i I think a lot of that had to do with with with, that it was developed by capcom and it was basically Mm kind of like what if ducktales was mega man i think is what they were kind of doing with that because the level structure is very much like a Mega Man game would be where it's like right. here's these different places that we go to with themed around different bosses and all that and it's kind of I think that was like a lot of where the, where the greatness came from but they also did a really good job of taking all the characters and giving them a point is that is that the one is it the I was gonna say it's not the winter one where you see the the cave duck right or, or is that in the Amazon level do you remember there was like because there was a cave duck that was part of the show Bubba Duck or something was that his name I don't remember if he's in the winter level or if he's in the Amazon level, but you do find him at some point, and he gives you an extra uh, piece of life. Gives you a heart piece, or whatever you would call it in DuckTales. 
And that has a good song, good sound too. Good song. The Himalayas, I think. It's, yeah, you said is what it was called. I just remember Bubba uh, the Cave Duck. Bubba the Cave Duck was the character. Yeah. I don't remember what game it was though. What when, level it was? When when I when I remember playing the game as a kid, and I thought I laughed my ass off when I saw <laughs> Scrooge stuck in the snow because he's like yeah. he has his hands up and he has like that that big smile and he's like and I thought it was hilarious. I thought the sprite was hilarious of that. I mean, I was kind of mad that I couldn't pogo, but I also thought it was really funny to see him stuck in the snow. So, I mean, I don't know. I was probably like eight or whenever it came out, but I thought it was real funny. Move on from that. Yes. Okay. I'm sorry. I completely lost. I lost the order. We lost track of it. It's the blunt rotation. For me, number one is going to be Super Mario Brothers 2. There's an ice level where you have to learn the pattern of the things that are flying at you. There's a little guy Mm -hmm. on the ground. Then there's two things Mm -hmm. that fly in the air. Then you have to wait. Then there's another thing that flies in the air. So I, I did jump, duck jump duck you know like and then it it is literally the whole level is that pattern recognition once you've got that and then right at the end they throw a little one in where they the the very last flying guy is like two beats extra Mm -hmm. like two beats longer so you're like i'm safe now no bitch you're not it's um, like they're, they look kind of like shy guys, but they got little pitchforks and they like are flying. Yeah, I don't. They're like fly shy guy, fly guys, and the marshmallow guys are on the ground. They're mm-hmm. on the ice. The little marshmallow. I don't know. Yeah, who knows so what they are? Which character do you use? Because like Peach is the best for this princess. Right? Yeah, I never played anybody but the princess ever. Yeah, One of my too. first. Um, so like, I need that I'd, hover. I'd, I'd had, I'd like developed crushes on people before but like the first time i remember like a video gaming a reason was my mom was babysitting this uh person who we went to church with daughter and she was around my age i think i was like seven or eight at the time it was when we first moved back to danville she liked to play nintendo a lot too and i had never i like we had just gotten mario 2 and i was like fuck this game is stupid like i didn't really like it and she came over and she's like, oh, you have Mario 2? And she played it. And she played that level with Peach and was doing the dodge with the... Uh-huh. Yeah. It's, it's, I was really, like, it's impressive if you can do it. I mean, I've seen you do it. I, yeah. it just like, I was like, I'm feeling something right now. Video yes. game <laughs> and you isn't just Also, like, yeah. I think I like this person. Like, it was, it was a really interesting moment. But yes, I was just completely floored the first time I saw someone play that level with... And then at the end of the first part, you have to go mm-hmm. off the ice and go you know like quickly around it i i don't even know how to explain it it's like in whatever those l turns are called in tetris Mm -hmm. you basically have to do that with your body to go around the ice and get this um Mm -hmm. 
rocket that takes you up to the second part of the level. Mm-hmm. Yep. Where for some reason there's um movie cameras that are shooting <laughs> yeah, fire yeah, at you. Are. Yeah, forget about on that. The ice. I always thought they were barbecue grills. Oh, I just always thought they, they were like movie cameras. I thought yeah. they were movie cameras. They I look a lot don't like movie why. cameras. I just thought of them. I mean, I, just, I thought they were some proprietary fire shooting. And you have to like jump on top of them and then jump on top of those fuzzy stalactites. Sorry, I had to think about it. I, I struggled about downstairs. that too. Yeah. I, was saying, I don't know which one is which. I just say C <laughs> stalactites are on the ceiling. C for ceiling. So stalactites are from the ground. Stalactites. Mm. M for Mother Earth. M for Nazi. Um. <laughs> <laughs> and so you jump yeah, yeah and if you get caught in the ice down there with that movie camera thing boned you're f- and there's only like one uh you know one turn up or beat or whatever in the whole level that you can throw at anybody and it's mm-hmm. just this tiny little beat and you're like what the fuck am i supposed to do with this and they're shooting fire at you and yep uh, but I did feel really cool once I got that pattern recognition. That that's the first. That was the first time, and I didn't have. We didn't have Mario Two until Mario All Stars came out. So Mario Two was kind of this like golden, amazing thing that I only ever got to play sometimes at other people's houses, and I loved it so much. And when I beat my dad, when you know we we were poor, so my dad wouldn't let us get any games until we beat the games we already had. And so by the time I beat the first Super Mario Brothers, Super Mario 3 was out. So that's what we got. So we skipped two and we never, we didn't get it until All-Stars came out. And once All-Stars came out, I was like, I want to play out of this game. I'm going to play it so hard and I'm going to get so good at it. And I did. It was the coveted Mario. It was. It was the, yeah, the the game I longed to play. I mean, luckily for you, it was actually a good game because... Well, I mean, I think that's divisive. I think a lot of people don't like this game at all. I think just because, yeah, just because it's different. But I think it's, it's I mean, different. I think, but I think it's still a, a game, good game. Objectively, I think it's a good game. Yeah, I love it. I, think it's I love well. it's quirky. It's yeah. weird. I love all the sprites and, um, yeah, there are a couple of other ice levels too in there where the ones where you're like standing on the whale spout, the whales like shoot yeah. up the water and in between trying not to get killed by the whale water and also stand on top of the whale water, there's ice blocks everywhere. Um, and I think that's one of the ones where you can warp as yeah, well. Yeah, you can warp all the way to level six, I think. So, but I, yeah, you know, I'm a rocket, purist. Right? I try to play it without, uh, without warping. Well, they make that warp kind of hard to get to. So yeah, they're all that one is especially hard to get to because mm. um, you kind of have to drop in between ice blocks and land. Mm. Um, and and I think you have, you have, to, have to carry the, the potion a long way. Exactly. Yep. And I think don't you have to like? Isn't it on a whale tail or some shit? It's fucked mm. up. Yeah, it's like a whale or a. And then or a so then you have to make that something. jump in the in the dark world. Yep. Um, and yeah, it's very difficult to do. But yeah. It makes it to me like a little less like it's still a cheat technically, but it makes to me it's a little more like you know that's cool. Like it's like the level four two in the first Mario. You know, like someone had to tell me how to find that. Like I would have never found that. Totes. My honorable mention game. Uh, what is the first Super Mario Brothers? Um, five one. All the trees are white, and so I just yeah. made them snow in my mind. Even though there's nothing icy or snowy about it, other than the trees being white, but to me that's that was also a, always a snow level. I always thought that was a snow level. So that's my bonus. I'm glad you remembered that because I almost forgot, and I would have been real upset if we remembered tomorrow and it wasn't on there. Yes. 
I felt okay. I, I was gonna say I felt the same way that Jeremy did about his uh um his uh, uh whatever um his babysitter about towards, people that you thought were hot. No, towards you when you told me all the stuff about uh, when I talked about uh, tubular and you were and mentioned all the parts of it and how to get through it. I was like, what? <laughs> you thought I was really cool. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like one of the first dates we went on because yeah. I mentioned tubular and you were like, well, you know, you got to do this and this other thing, and I'm like, oh wait, you actually. You know how to play tubular, and you're much better at it than I am. Yeah, I've got a strategy. But you knew all the parts of it, and I was like, "Oh shit, okay, well then, goddamn." Then you know about tubular. I hate tubular. Hardest, you can, but you can actually ever. But Jess can beat it pretty easily. Yeah, I don't know about pretty easily. Well, but you can, I have a method. You're better at it than I am. I have a I method. <laughs> it involves the death of Yoshi. Yeah, but I have a method. Yeah. That's okay. Got to sacrifice a Yoshi in that one. It's sure. a legit. As we all know, you if can you can make more Yoshi's, take yeah. them there, right? Or if you have them there, I mean, I don't know. Yeah, it depends on. A, in fact, if you have too many Yoshi's, they just become one ups. Yeah, blue Yoshi's the way to go if you can get a blue Yoshi. But absolutely, you got to go all the way. The worst thing about that is you have to go like burp, 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 all the way back mm. through the stars to get the blue Yoshi, all the way back, all the oh, way around. Oh yeah, yeah. To yeah. get to tubular, play it again, to fucking die, to go all the way backwards. Yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah, anyway. Well, luckily, there are save states in the newest versions of these games. Oh, yeah, Switch if you play them on, on yeah, if you play them Switch Online. Can I, can I get my last one, just just so no one else will take it? Because it might happen. I don't know what Jeremy has left I won't there. take it. I mean, you don't know what my last one is, though. What is it, baby? I'll, say, I, I'll save it. You can go. No, I'm just, I just wanted to just do mine before it accidentally gets taken by somebody. Well, I mean, you, you might have it there, Jeremy. I don't know. No, we, mine's... We, we sort of have a shared experience with it. Dino Wars, the Ice Age. Yeah. <laughs> Dino Wars 2. Uh, my, mine is um, uh, uh, Subnautica, the Ice... No, no, I'm, I'm kidding. Uh, my, my, my other uh, Snow World is uh, Fendrana Drifts from uh, Metroid Prime 1, of course. Which has an incredible soundtrack, and uh, that much like the Snow Peak one, I watched somebody play through this for I don't know how long last night. Well, I kind of skipped through it, but I wanted to make sure that I reminded me everything about it. But Fendrana Drifts, like number one, has a really really good soundtrack, and uh, the Shigas is what they're called, the creatures that you fight. They're called Shigas, and there's these little creatures that have big teeth, and you like uh, you dodge around them and you shoot them in the back to destroy their shells. Mm-hmm. But then later you fight a queen Shigoth, or like a mama Shigoth. And their shell has developed into giant spikes that you can't destroy. And I remember you would have to wait until it ran out of breath and it would start like heaving. And then you would have to shoot it in the mouth to to kill it. And I always thought that was really cool. Yikes. Not to mention there's you get the ability to uh, charge up your ball. So you, so there's like um, there's ice half pipes there as well in, in Fendrana Drifts. And uh, oh, yeah. And you get like uh, you get the upgrade for the um, for the purple um, electricity uh, beam that you do there. Uh, there's also there's there's a whole bunch of pirate stuff that you have to do in there, but uh, but the mo- the biggest thing about Fendrana Drifts is uh, Thardis. You have to fight Thardis there, which uh, Thardis oh, was man, the boss Thardis. that I hated so much that I wrote a poem about him uh, way back when. I, w- I I thought about trying to find that. I'm like, where's I'm like, where's my Thardis? I do have. I a- wish you could find your Thardis. Poem I do have because... a po- I do have like a poetry book that I think still exists. I, th- I think it's actually in that little dresser that I have in that closet Uh-oh. back there, but it's kind of hard to get to. But I think you I just have- doxed your poetry book. But I think I have it somewhere. But yeah, I wrote a poem about Thardis. I think I did it because Jeremy had written a poem about Flagra before that, and I think I was inspired <laughs> by it. I feel it. like you read me this poem at some point. Maybe I found it. I don't know. But yeah, Thardis is like this big rock-looking character, and there's a part in the poem that I remember that's like, "That's not really cool, man. You remind me of that monster from that movie with the Tool Man." That was like <laughs> that was part of the that was part of the poem because the rock monster kind of looks like the rock from. Uh, 
What was that? That Star Trek wannabe Star Trek movie that um Tim Galaxy uh, Quest. Galaxy yeah, Quest. Galaxy yeah. Quest is great. Yeah, the, the monster in there looks like the CGI monster from from Galaxy Galaxy Quest. That's why I said that. <laughs> but yeah, Thardis sucks because you have to use um you have to use your infrared vision to like mm. see which rock is glowing, and then you have to destroy the rocks like piece by piece and take the whole monster apart. And it took me forever to finally get through it. And I was getting really pissed because I love Metroid Prime, one of my favorite games ever. And I just got stuck on this fucking rock monster for so long that I wrote this, you know, passionate, angry poem about it. But that just I feel adds, like uh, that game, and one of the reasons yeah. I never beat it is it turns the GameCube controller into like a, 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 a an at home gem. I don't know. You just gotta really know how to work that controller and like work you gotta do a lot of things. Yeah. Fingers. You gotta change <laughs> like, it. You gotta work. use every button and every everything that yeah. the controller has to offer. You use so. Yeah, it's very. Uh, I mean, they, yeah, they used every every section of that GameCube controller, but and and also I think a part that I got that I always get stuck on. There's there's a whole part we have to fight a ton of pirates in Fendrana Drifts, and that's a really hard part because you go through a huge segment with no saves. So that's I think I got stuck there when I was trying to play through it on hard mode on the on the trilogy collection. But the moral of the story is I hope that the Metroid Prime HD thing actually exists because i'd love to play through that game again in hd on my switch because it's really good i was just watching videos of it last night and i was like yeah this game is awesome it's still awesome still looks fucking great i was like i was like remember when we thought we would get a new metroid prime remember that and it's been five years since the announcement of metroid prime 4 the very first video i ever recorded for our youtube channel was me reacting to the when they announced that to the metroid like it was prime the, it was the whole like yeah. e3 director or whatever yeah. but but that's yeah, that's good for Fendrana drifts for me. But yeah, no, that excellent song, excellent level, lots of really cool. Camp, what about the actual uh, level? Like, is it does the snow affect the gameplay in any way other than just it being like maybe less visible? Or well, I mean, there's a lot of there's a lot of snow like kind of covering up things at different times. Does and Samus move different? Does she? Does her ball moves different? I don't necessarily think so, but you do. Uh, I mean, you're you're a. Uh, I think your visor does like fog up when you get out when you get out of the snow, like when you go inside, like that type of thing. Because they did a lot of really cool stuff with the visor, so I remember that. But I just like I like the I like the music and the and just seeing snow everywhere. And there wasn't really there had never been a Metroid snow level before that. Like this is the first time this had ever existed in this in the Metroid world. So it was always just like you know like fire, or like you know or like. Or like green area, or like destroyed ship area. There was no like, there's never, there wasn't a snow thing in Super Metroid or anything like that. So Samus had never gone to a snow land, so that was pretty yeah. exciting at the time. But finish, finish it out, Jeremy. What do you have left? Wait, am I am I the one ro- rolling this one out? I think you're the only okay, one that has well, anything left to sequitur, talk about. Right? So let's it end truly it. Truly, is a snow level, and to me, I was like going through. That's why I was like, yeah, I'll just, I was, because I had a like a lot of like ideas for this shit and then i was like but i really want to mention this as originally it was going to be a uh an honorable mention type of situation but fuck it we went down to four or whatever just for this just because of life and because of where we're living now in christmas season slash holiday slash hanukkah slash other holidays i am here to tell you about death peak from not trigger <laughs> Death Peak in Chrono Trigger. Do you remember this level, Trey? Oh, where everything in the future, where everybody's dead and they're and they can sleep, but they they're still hungry, like that one. Well, it's it <laughs> is in the future. It is in twenty three hundred A.D. Yeah, but you have to go to this place to revive Chrono if you like, do, if you want to, because it it is actually optional in this game. 
to revive the main character. The main character dies, and uh, you can just finish the game without it. The main character. Spoilers. So you have to visit Death Peak to revive the main character. And in order to do that, you have to... um, Well, so it has something to do with one of the gurus of time. And then also the uh, Dr. Steinbeck. Steinbecker? Whatever his name is from the... uh, He's the... uh, Guy who runs the basically like the Simon game in um, the Millennial Fair. Oh yeah, we have to repeat the what the what the weather chrono does, right? To get well, you have to go back chrono, there. Um, essentially, yeah, you have clones. to go back there, win a win this game, get the chrono doll, the Poyozo doll, and then bring it back to the point in history when Lavos killed Chrono, and then. You replace the doll with Chrono, and the doll gets killed instead of Chrono. Yeah. And it's pretty cool. No love for but the doll. The thing about this level is that, you know, it is a snow level in the sense that there's a lot of, like, snow everywhere, and there's, like, blowing, uh, like, climate kind of, or, you know, kind of environmental puzzles. They're not really puzzles. They're more like action sections. But you literally can't beat this level without having that doll because you have to use the doll as your shield against the elements at one certain point. Otherwise the wind will blow at a certain point and you have to start the whole level again. I don't know if you remember this tray. It's really annoying, but to get up death peak, you have to do this like whole, like kind of platforming section where you're avoiding the gusts of wind. That'll just blow you off the screen. And uh, in order to do that at the final section, you could have played this multiple times and been like, I cannot, I cannot, I can't be this last section. It's because you don't have the Poyozo doll. You have to actually use the doll as your um, shield against the wind. So I thought I would mention this because it's from, you know, one of my favorite games, if not my favorite game of all time. And it's a, it's, it takes the snow level to an extreme of being like very, very dark, but at the same time, you literally bring back the main character from the dead. So that's also kind of hopeful. You're doing that in the time of, yeah, where people can, can get their energy back but they're still hungry like um they kind of like mix up the the hope within the different eras in this game and that's one of the reasons chrono trigger is great and no pun intended actually pun intended it's timeless yeah i don't remember i mean i I did beat it with uh bringing chrono back to life or saving chrono i've never not i I just i just don't remember i just don't remember that part in particular but it's been a long time since i played it so Mm. that's probably why i was like uh yeah, I figured. I guess I forgot about the snow and Chrono Trigger. I almost picked Narsh for my for my uh, for my uh, list uh, from. It is kind of similar to Narsh, from Final Fantasy VI um, because the whole game starts there. Because the snow's more about the the snow's more about the yeah like the sort of like wasteland kind of element of it all. Like you you have to go into this wasteland to rescue your main character. Otherwise, you wouldn't even do it in the first place. I guess in Final Fantasy, the parallel being like. Tara is the main character, and they rescued her from the mines, and then she protects them on the way back. Yeah, and she well, she was in, anyway. she was in a bad situation at the beginning there, which is cool to. We'll talk about that more whenever the Pixel remasters come out. I'm sure, but uh, but yeah, we we can we can wrap it up. Uh, but happy solstice, Merry Christmas! Thanks for having me on your oh, thank you for winter being episode. Thank you so much for being here. Uh, wouldn't have been. I, are as you good wearing without a you. different? For any particular reason, or is this just kind of your like updo? Because I've never seen you wear like an updo before. Uh, you know what? I guess you haven't been around enough. <laughs> yeah, 
Uh, yeah, you haven't been around enough, Jeremy. I was just gonna say I like your. I, like your I, I, I love here. I love the updo. It's one of my uh, favorite. Things. I just thought it would be the most comfortable choice with headphones. It looks great. Thanks. I think it works good. I'll give the five dollar patrons. Also, let me just say a little something as a five dollar patron who used to totally make fun of Trey for recording these episodes and posting the videos. Um, Because I was like, who watches those? Guess what? I watch them every single fucking (laughs) week. Some people do. I watch the video because (laughs) then I get to hear the episode early and I get all the little sneaky tiddly bits um, that you don't post. Yeah, there's an extra like 10 or 15 minutes. Yeah. Maybe 20 sometimes. So if you're like, man, should I be a $5 patron? Will I ever watch that video? Yes, you will. Even if you think it's stupid, you will still do it. <laughs> you might see part of our soul. You need your Nintendo stupid, main fix so. as early as you can get it. Sure. Yeah. And if you want and if you want to do that, go to www.patreon.com slash Nintendo Main Podcast. Which actually if you're on a I think that's on the five dollar level, but if you're on uh the fifteen dollar level, you actually get some really cool mugs, which I got to see a piece of. I actually wanted to drink out of it, but I forgot to I'll show it next episode. Anyway, we have really cool mugs you can get that have our faces, oh, yeah, have our faces on them. But anyway, mugs thanks with our mugs. But th- yeah, thanks everybody. <laughs> thanks everybody for listening to our uh, Christmas episode, which went a lot longer than I thought. I should have realized, yeah, our holiday episode because uh, I should have realized that it's pretty much the same as our Patreon episode, so it's going to go much longer than I thought it would. But anyway, I hope that you enjoyed all of the Christmas levels or all the holiday snow levels and all that, and you know, comment and let us know. What's your favorite? If you enjoyed this, by the way, this is pretty much like Trey just said, what we do on our X Pack. So exactly, it's a preview to our. our it's a free version of our uh, of our paid one dollar uh, Patreon stuff that you can watch or whatever listen to. And uh, if you want to see us elsewhere, uh, you know, Twitter still exists. Jeremy and I are on there at JMX Stack yeah. and at Nintendo. I mean, I just domain. become more and more. <laughs> I don't know. It's not worth following anymore. It's a great I'm thing for me to just scream into the void when I'm really too, really yeah. way too drunk and just want to speak nonsense that nobody will respond to. That's basically what I do on Twitter. But uh, also, uh, go to youtubecom podcast and twitchtv podcast. I finally streamed Sonic Frontier, so you can watch that on there. Uh, also, uh, yeah, that's that's that. We're your hosts. I'm Trey Johnson, Jerry Mikowski, John Nitter, and special guest. See ya. No, just kidding. It's Jess. Thank you. I just love Jeremy Sia. So thank you for being on here, Aww. and thanks everybody for listening. See you next time. Bye. <laughs> 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 oh God.
Recording in progress. What's up, Biatch? Hi. We're just going to talk, right? Yeah. Hello. Hello. Hi. Hello. (laughs) Hi. Hold on. Hi. Hi there. Hello. Welcome to 